Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, we're talking about living with rage. You know, anger is an emotional state of aggression and hostility towards someone or something. And the truth is that most people tend to think that it also describes rage. So they must be the same thing, but it's also not quite that straightforward. You know, rage is best described as a fit of violent anger and fury. It is the most extreme expression of anger, and anger can actually be good and lead to positive outcomes either by acting as a motivator to perform and succeed or acting as a means to overcome some personal difficulties. But rage is excessive anger, and it's often violent. And it can be physically violent. It can it can drive someone to physically attack another person. It can make a person throw objects or destroy property. It can often drive people to hurt other people emotionally. And rage can be verbally and emotionally violent. And it can drive someone to verbally abuse their friends, their family, their colleagues, strangers. There are more uh, states of rage where damage is enormously done to relationships just because a person doesn't manage it. And it can be managed. And the truth is, is that most people that go to rage go to rage because, number one, they're either feeling disrespected or not heard, or number two, they're afraid. Those are the two roots. And if you tap into what are I, where am I being disrespected? And then we tap into where am I afraid? You're going to find out the solution of what is driving the rage. It, you know, rage can also be expressed inwards. Instead of external destruction, people who internalize their rage destroy themselves. And it can lead to hate and self-harm. And eventually, though this is too well bubbled up, it, it will express itself as a passive-aggressive thing where it just pops out, where someone actually has been repressing the steam for so long thematically, and it blows and it makes them look like they're absolutely insane. You know, we have to wonder what exactly triggers rage, and, and it, it's very specific to a person, but it's also, once again, thematic to disrespect and thematic to fear, you know, and, and how do we deal with it is the really the big question, because it can run your life if you allow it. So keep your temper in check, and that can be a challenge, but there's some things that you can do to do that. Um, you know, do you fume when someone cuts you off in traffic? Does your blood pressure rocket when your child refuses to cooperate? You know, anger is a common and even healthy emotion, but it's important to deal with it in a positive way before it turns to rage. So number one, what would be great is if we give ourselves a timeout for whatever age it is that you are, a minute for every year of your life, a minute for every year of your life to cool off and not actually project your rage. You know, think before you speak. In the heat of the moment, it is easy to say something you'll regret later. You know, take a few moments and collect your thoughts before saying anything in anger or rage. Also, it's really important to allow others be involved in the situation to do the same. 
you know, also once you calm and express your concerns, as you uh, start to think clearly, express your frustration in an assertive but non-confrontational way. And the way you do that is very simple. You start with what happened. You start with how it affects you. And then you go to how you feel. If you're going to address a person that is expressing themselves to you and they're frustrated or have feelings towards you, what you want to do is address the feelings, then go to how it affected them and reflect that back and validate, and then go to the situation that actually triggered. It's very important for us to get a grip on rage because it is a wrecking ball through all of the relationships in your life. It is some of the greatest destruction ever is the mistrust of a person who carries rage. That is a horrible thing to have to worry about every day of your life that this person can actually nut up and get crazy at any given moment. And if you're in a family being subjected to somebody like that, you're going to have trauma. You're going to have PTSD. You're going to have a hard time trusting other people with your emotions simply because this person is taking so much room in in your life and emotional room, so much headspace. You know, it's also very important for people who carry rage to have outlets like getting exercise. That is a very important thing. That can reduce stress and it can also add more oxygen into your brain. Very important for us to have that. The other part of it is, is you want to learn to take these timeouts. Once again, one year for every one minute for every year of your life. And you also want to identify possible solutions. Instead of focusing on what made you mad and keep hitting on the thing that made you mad, why don't you go to the idea of how did this arrive at this bad choice? How, what is it that took this person into doing this thing? Why don't you examine the process and look for forgiveness rather than keep beating on the bad thing that someone you perceive has done? You know, the other thing is, If you're going to be a rage person, learn to stop saying you or they. Why don't you say I? I statements, if you're going to criticize and blame, start with yourself. I I statements describe the problem. Be respectful and specific. For example, say, I'm upset that you left the table without offering to help with the dishes instead of you never do any housework. You know, that's that's a crazy thing. If you're going to do the always and never and the accusations, we're going to do a lot of damage to our relationships in life. The other thing is holding a grudge. You know, forgiveness is a powerful tool. If you examine the process leading to the bad outcome, what you are actually doing is looking for forgiveness. If you allow anger and other negative feelings to crowd out positive feelings, you might find yourself swallowed up by your own bitterness and sense of injustice. You know, forgiving someone who angered you might help you both learn from the situation and actually strengthen your relationships. But you've got to tap that anger down. You have got to tap down your rage. That is an enormously bad thing to have to carry. It's like taking poison every day of your life. Rage is is an addictive thing because you feel like it's giving you power. But what it's really doing is it's making you look like a fool. You also want to learn how to relax. And, And relaxation skills, for them to work, What you really have to do is focus on, if you want peace in your life, focus on acceptance. 
Acceptance is peace. That means allowing yourself to understand that I cannot control outcomes. What I can control is myself. And what I also can do is influence. But if you want to influence, you're not going to do well influencing with rage. Rage is scary. Rage is outside of your spirit. It is a horrible place to exist. And it's a horrible thing to have to be remembered for your rage. Also, you want to seek help. You know, if you carry rage in your life, work with somebody like a therapist who's trained to deal with you, to deal with this anger stuff. We have to have self-control if we're going to carry a good and healthy life. You know, failing to manage your, your rage can lead to a whole lot of problems. You know, saying things you regret, yelling at your children, yelling at your spouse, threatening your coworkers, sending rash texts and emails, developing healthy problems or even unhealthy problems, and even resorting to physical violence sometimes. Not all anger issues are that serious, but we really want to learn how to manage it. You know, you know, while anger isn't a mental illness, it's in some cases, anger can be connected to mood disorders, substance abuse disorders, and other mental health conditions, or all of the above. You know, you want to create a plan when you get angry. Don't just allow yourself to keep following the muscle memory of how to invent your own rage. What you want to do is circumvent it and give yourself a moment before you go to rage, before you display that scary stuff to other people in your life. You want to identify where am I being disrespected? What am I afraid of? What's going on? Identify that and think it through before you actually let yourself blow. You have to know what your triggers are. That is the key to being able to begin to manage the fact that you're moving from irritability to anger and then on into rage. And all of that can happen within a heartbeat. So what we want to do is know the signals of irritability and what is causing it in order to manage the rage. Um, you know, you might also decide to structure your days differently where you're not going to be triggered to help you manage your stress better. You might practice anger management techniques before you encounter circumstances that you usually find very distressing. You know, that can help you lengthen your fuse and help you understand that you do not need to use rage as your only tool of expressing yourself. That's called a lack of emotional intelligence. You have a ton of emotions that you can grab onto that are not dangerous and are actually helpful. And probably if you learn to put words to those emotions, you would actually understand that rage is very primitive, it's very childish, and you don't have to use it. It's an important thing for us to understand in our adult life that we are judged based on our temperament. Your attitude can be your greatest handicap. And that's the one thing you have to truly be careful with. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, 
a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Dr. Connie Mariano is a groundbreaker. She was the White House physician to three presidents, toured the world on Air Force One, and has had countless amazing experiences. The one thing that life didn't prepare her for was becoming a widow. After losing her beloved husband, John, in a tragic accident, Dr. Connie joined the one million women who are widowed in the United States each year. While her journey as a widow has been one of intense grief and sorrow, it has also been one of extraordinary growth and rebirth. Now, Dr. Connie is sharing what she's learned, joined by her knowledgeable guests to help anyone struggling with this deeply personal and often lonely journey of their own. Tune into The Widow's Walk, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about living with rage. You know, according to a poll by National Public Radio, 42% of people say they were angrier in this past year than they've ever been previously. You know, if you're tired of trying to manage your anger, you've got to learn to reduce and rechannel your emotions for a healthier lifestyle. You know, you have to understand rage is fight or flight. It's a survival response. And that activates in a response to having our boundaries violated somehow. And this, this includes really deep and harsh emotions like betrayal, disrespect, fear, threat to safety, neglectful or demeaning behavior. And anger isn't always an intensely strong emotion, but it turns from anger to rage. And that's where the problem is. And when it becomes out of control and it can be positive emotion if it's anger and it's natural and necessary method for your body to use it to protect you. And it's okay to be angry, but healthy anger should be appropriate to the situation and dissipate rather than just sit there and simmer. Anger sets off a chain reaction in your body where your amygdala, the emotional region of your brain, jumps into overdrive. And once your amygdala takes over, it instantly activates your adrenal glands and your body floods with stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, uh, noradrenaline. And and this is all well and good if if you're preparing to fight off a lion in a pit but not so great if your body remains in the state for a prolonged period of time. And as you can imagine, stress hormones will take a toll on your body over time. So anger creates chemicals that dilate your pupils, start to speed up your heart rate, 
Focus attention, increase blood flow. That's why anger and rage lead to hypertension, mental health problems, and even heart attacks or strokes. Uncontrolled anger is absolutely serious business, and the word is rage. That's uncontrolled anger. You also, you need to understand that you have to step away from triggering situations. When you're being triggered, you need to hold your fire. You need to think about, do I really want to go to fight or flight over this? Do I need to go to fight or flight when my kid is talking back to me? Do I need to go to fight or flight when I'm trying to communicate with my spouse and they're not listening? Do I have to go to that? You know, the thing is, most arguments especially in your home, have to do with your tone, not the words. Oftentimes, the words are fine. It's the tone that people get so angry about. You know, tone can be very disrespectful, especially if adults are trying to parent adults. Not a good thing to do if you're going to disrespect somebody and treat them as if they're a child. They're obviously going to have grounds to get angry. And a lot of people do that to their spouses. Unbelievable amounts of people do that to their spouses. If you want to get rage, if you want to have resentment in your marriage, that's a really good way to do it is demean them constantly by your tone. Not a good thing. You probably think your words are fine and they might be, but your tone is crappy. And that's where we got to watch ourselves when we're communicating with people we care about and people of great meaning in our life. You want to walk away from any triggering situation in an excellent way to take control of your anger. So now we're not going to make a decision in our reaction. We're not going to make emotional decisions. We're not going to say stupid things because we're going to wait for a response. The response is where we want to make our choices. That's where we want to move to immediately. We use our emotions to understand, okay, something's happening here. There's my trigger. Now I need to wait and get to how do I deal with this? How am I going to deal with this? Okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And I don't want to hurt anybody. That's how we operate. If we can do that as adults, we can go through life fairly well. And we don't have to set ourselves up for death or a a pre-set ourselves up for the idea that we're going to die younger than we were supposed to. You know, if you think about it, our gene, we have a gene that is predispositioned to trigger whatever your exit strategy is from life. And that gene, we have no idea when it turns on, but when it turns on, it turns on, and it never stops marching you towards death. If you're predispositioned to heart disease or diabetes or you know cancer, liver, kidney problems, whatever it is, the bottom line is that gene will just keep attacking you and recreating that illness until it finally kills you over time. Yes, a doctor may heal you. Yes, your heart may get better. Yes, you may have a, you know, something to help, you know, your pacemaker to help your heart, whatever it is, but that thing is going to keep going to try to kill you. And so you have to understand that stress And anger and rage is the tipping point that will trigger that thing to take off and take you out your life. People that don't live in a lot of stress, people that learn to cope with a lack of rage, a lack of anger, a lack of irritability, often find that they have much more control over their health and their relationships in their life. 
And the fact is that people who live with rage are control freaks. And so the deal is, you're not going to control. You need to influence. And if you really want to deal with your rage, under understand that the rage is not going to get you where you want to go. It's relationships that get you where you want to go. But you have to treat people with respect. You know, ruminating is another problem. Rumination drives what's called anticipation. And if we ruminate and catastrophize in our mind, if you keep stirring through stuff in anticipation with the inability to make a decision, if you do that, you're setting yourself up for rage. You're setting yourself up to be an angry person. You're setting yourself up to always be insecure if you live in anticipation. Anticipation causes enormous suffering. Make decisions. That's where your energy should be. How do I make a choice? What should that choice be? And is it healthy? Is it right? Is it easy or is it right? The more often that we do what's called right, the more the more integrity we carry into our life. If you live with rage, you have no integrity. Integrity is what makes people attractive until they die. That's why people sit in nursing homes and places by themselves with nobody ever showing up, simply because many of them did not manage their integrity. And so people don't want to be around them. And that's the bottom line. We really have to understand if you live with rage, you're destroying your integrity. You know, telling yourself don't think about that isn't successful either. You do need to think, but you need to think about responses, not reactions. We don't want to live in reactions. That's how car salesmen sell you a car that you can't afford. That's how a realtor will sell a house to you that you cannot afford, is they will try to get you within the reaction rather than the response. All of us are subjected to that. If you live in rage, if you live in irritability, if you live in anticipation and in an inability to make decisions, you're setting yourself up for other people to influence every single thing in your life, and you will live reactively rather than proactively. You know, there are many different exercises to help you, but the best part is both exercise itself which can be done quickly and efficiently and even discreetly. You know, you might take a walk. You might take a walk around a building if you need to. But you need to help your heart. You need to help your brain get the oxygen that it needs to cope. You don't want to jump all over something because you feel rage. You know, you also want to acknowledge your underlying emotions. Sometimes it helps to take a minute to think about what emotions might be lurking beneath your anger. Anger often serves as a protective mask to help you avoid feeling more painful emotions like embarrassment, sadness, disappointment. When someone gives you feedback that's hard to hear, you might lash out in rage because you're embarrassed. You're convincing yourself the other person is bad for criticizing you, for, for, for trying to even actually help you, which is sad. What we have to do is understand if we're going to live defensively and not be willing to hear other people's perceptions, we are going to have a miserable life. The, the idea is you accept people's perception. Okay, that's a good point. I understand. Is that so? Is that what you believe? I get it. I understand. Validate people's perceptions, even if it's negative towards you. You don't have to defend yourself. If you defend yourself, you're weaker. So stop it. 
You're creating this differential in your life and making other people more powerful than you are if you live in rage. You also want to set up a, a calm down, you know, like go drink some water, go drink some water. Think about things that, that engage other senses like music or food or something, even hand lotion, you know, a picture of a serene landscape, uh, a picture of a friend, maybe a spiritual uh, message or passage from the Bible, something that will help you calm down and remind you that you have more than rage as an emotion to choose from. You also might uh, create a virtual calm down kit, you know, something that would help you, something that's portable, you know, some music or images that you have in your phone might be helpful to help you, maybe breathing exercises. Now, here's the other thing. If you have to deal with somebody who has rage in their life, you know, it's like, oh my God, there they go again. You know, they get right in your face, they make wild accusations, they attack, they criticize, they blame everyone else except themselves. And every time they lose it, and it happens a lot, it feels it it feels like a lifetime of problems are just loaded onto you. And it's it's nasty and it's dirty and it feels awful to receive that kind of communication, like being trapped in an endless cycle of being someone else's punching bag. It's exhausting. It's upsetting. It's infuriating. And you don't know how much you can take or what to do. You just want it to stop. So the most important step is to look after your own feelings if you live with somebody who has rage and practice self-compassion for yourself. Take quiet time to reflect on how these angry outbursts affect you. Are you losing sleep, feeling tense, anxious, losing your appetite or your joy in life over this? If so, it's important that these outbursts stop as soon as possible. So how it stops depends on the choices that you make. You know, how much do I like or love this person? Is this person a close friend, a partner, a family member? Then you have a high emotional investment in that person, which makes it important to deal with the issue straight up head on. How important is the relationship? Even if you don't like or love that person, the relationship may still be important, you know, such as if you're dealing with a key player at work, you know, or maybe an ex who has custody of your children. You know, what What if you don't like this person and the relationship is unimportant? Then you're wasting your valuable time and energy on the relationship. This person has not earned what you're giving and it's time for damage control. So set new boundaries. This is what I can do and this is what I can't do. And that's what we do. You also have to take a, 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 take a look at the bigger picture. What outcome do you want? That could range from a more harmonious relationship with a loved one to gaining an important promotion at work, in which case you will need to confront the issue directly. Alternative, there may be nothing for you to gain by putting up with the situation, in which case it may be wiser to extricate yourself from the relationship as soon as you can. That can take courage, especially if you're stuck in a situation that you're afraid to leave. For example, a job you no longer enjoy, but hang on to for financial reasons and for your family, you know, or the, the fear of getting a new job, the fear of the unknown. If this seems insurmountable, get, get some support and see what kind of options that you have in this life. You also, if you have to deal with somebody who has rage, it's time to deal with the anger attack directly. The first thing to do is to step back and take perspective. You need to create a space between you and the attacker 
so as to enable you not to take it personally and react defensively. You need to maintain your cool and disengage. And also take some distance physically by stepping back one or two paces. You know, uh, sneezing can be a good cover for you. You know, say, excuse me, you know, cover your face with your hand and turn away so that backing off is perceived as polite and considered a nice gesture. The other thing is validate them. Okay, I hear you say what you're saying. Okay, what you're telling me is this. You don't have to work so hard. I'm listening. You know, if you engage them that you're hearing them, maybe they will back down and understand that they're coming across too much rage. They're coming with too much energy, you know. If you're in a position to diffuse an anger attack, validate their feelings, which will slow them down and get the heat out of the rage. And this will require you to listen and say absolutely nothing except a validation statement. You know, you sound really angry about that. I, I can hear how upset you are. You may, you know, have to do this a few times, but eventually they will cool down if you keep validating them. When you've heard, and that means empathy. The empathy for the anger. I'm, it's just sad that you have to use this much rage. When you've heard what they have to say, encourage them to consider what needs to happen to solve the problem. You know, what do you need right now? This will force that person to stop and think. What is incompatible with anger is problem solving. And that's what we have to think about. Whenever the reply you know, about being taken seriously will help that person to understand you're validating them. You're helping them understand that you're helping signal that you're hearing them. That helps them come down and that helps protect you from having to deal with their anger. But the key is to this approach is to slow everything down. If you can gain control of the pace of the interaction, you have achieved mastery. Achieving mastery means that you will be well-equipped to deal with other anger outbursts and rage outbursts anywhere else and with anyone else in the future. So remember, an angry person is out of control, which gives you ample opportunity to take control if you step in and claim the power. Diffusing anger is not an easy skill to master, and it takes practice. But congratulations if you can get there, because if you walk towards a problem, you're going to solve a lot of problems in your life. Okay, there are... Uh, signs that we all have to look at that indicate that we may have a rage problem. If you're constantly irritable and angry, you know, when you get mad, you stay that way for hours, days, even longer. That tells you you've got a rage issue inside you. You've got deep resentments going on there. Not a good thing to carry into your life. You know, uh, you, maybe you suppress your anger because you feel like you, you'll lose control. Or maybe you're passive aggressive. And when you do confront people, you act like a crazy person. That's another indicator that you have an anger issue and it needs to be dealt with. You know, if you lash out, you know, at, at, at people in an easy way, if small things, little things make you angry. That's an indicator. If you become easily irritated all the time, or if you're regularly critical and judgmental of other people, or you can be dangerous if you never get angry. That means it's just bottling up inside you. You know, you need to be heard. And if you want to be heard, you need to learn how to express yourself safely. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk more about rage. So come back. Change your world. 
Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show, Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You too can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, Please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about living with rage. You know, there's a really important thing for us to do cognitively with your brain. Uh, embracing nuances in your emotions helps you move from the black and white thinking of rage to see things more clearly for what they are. And if you want to move past, you have to grab onto certain adjectives like sad, angry, or afraid and dig into the nuances of what you feel. The next time you explode or repress your anger, pause and internally look for what you are feeling. With time, verbalize or write it down. You know, there here's some words that might help you. I feel resentful about this. I'm very disappointed, betrayed, jealous, provoked, frustrated. I'm withdrawn. I'm numb. I'm skeptical. I'm dismissive. I'm revolted. I'm nauseated. I'm hesitant, disrespected, overwhelmed, embarrassed, let down, out of control. If we can identify with some of those emotions, we can tap down the rage. But you've got to go deeper into what's going on. And that is the nuances that we all have to look at. And we need to change our language from focusing on building the anger to deconstructing the anger and getting down to exactly what we want to communicate. 
You, we also want to look for the needs behind the emotion of rage. For example, if you regularly feel disrespected, you clearly need respect. This is a need that comes from a lack of the past or a current, current interpersonal conflict in a relationship. So you want to get curious and even talk with a close friend to get a fresh insight on how your behavior impacts you not having this need being met. You know, start by exploring before and after you lose your temper. That is an important thing to do. You don't just leave it behind with all the damage you've, you've created, like a, a, a tornado. You know, you're ripping people's lives apart when you're creating rage. You're making them absorb your nasty emotions that are toxic. And you're, you're, it's like living with poison when you live with rage. And you don't want that in your life. You know, if, if you're in a safe relationship, talk to your partner and ask for their support and patience. You know, find a way to meet and let go of the need. And this will eventually remove or reduce the trigger causing constant rage. The bottom line is we need to learn to communicate early when we are irritable. You know, understand, hey, you know, I'm starting to feel this way about this. You know, I'm not happy that you're communicating this to me. You know, I'd prefer you didn't use that tone with me. I would prefer you actually talk to me with respect. You know, may, you know the other thing is, if we want to feel better about ourselves, um, we also want to get enough sleep. We want to show up to meetings on time. We want to reply to emails in a good fashion, phone calls in a good fashion. You know, wearing something that makes you feel good and attractive is also a preventative towards rage. Also, responding to another person's anger with kindness teaches us how to be kind to ourselves. And it also is a direct mirror when you're confronting someone else's rage into what you have to do for yourself. You know, and you also want to look for the pain that is behind the need to have rage. If you discover your needs, you'll likely uncover the pain. The pain that comes from unmet needs, violated boundaries, is legitimate. It may feel overwhelming to face that, but when you do, it begins to lose its power to undermine and control you. So when you identify the pain, you can recognize that you have the power to change your behavior. And when anger hits, instead of giving into uh, harmful and destructive behavior, ask yourself, what is a better response right now? Is this rage really going to do anything for this person or me besides damage our relationship for the rest of our lives? You know, how do you respond when you're angry? How hard is it to live with an angry person? You know, you learned this somewhere in your life, probably because you have been disrespected over and over and over throughout your childhood. And now you carry it into your marriage and to your children and you get to teach them how to do rage too, because you're going to disrespect them with your rage. And you're also going to create fear with your rage. Not a good thing. We don't do well in fight or flight. We lose our executive functioning as a human being. We get fat. We seek comfort because there is no safety with a person who has rage in their life. We have to tap it down if we're going to live like human beings and stand up on our two hind legs and actually function as a human being. Instead of withdrawing in anger, you know, when someone makes you feel stupid, you know, just tell them how it makes you feel. Tell them how it makes you feel that, 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 that they can't hear you, that they're not listening to anything you have to say. Tell them 
how important that that time out for you is going to be because they are not respecting you and they are not listening. And if you can't do that, I don't want to waste my energy on you. That's just the way it goes. When you're ready to hear, then let's have this conversation. But otherwise, what happens is when we start talking down to each other and talking with sarcasm towards each other, we are going to create a nasty fight that doesn't get resolved. Things will be said that you will remember the rest of your life and resent for the rest of your life. And that's not sexy. That's not sexy. It's not friendly. It's not God-driven. It is nothing to do with being a spirit of compassion in this world, which we are built to be. However, rage will prevent you from that. Rage will consume you like a fire, and it it works really fast. And if you want to be somebody that's dangerous in this life, live with your rage and carry it all the days of your life and see where you end up in the end. You will be alone. You know, next time you're angry, recognize it as anger. Allow yourself to feel emotions. Observe what those emotions are. Investigate why you're feeling this anger and do it with compassion and nurture yourself. Take care of yourself. You know, start small. You know, we get it. I get it. You know, if you got rage in your life, start small, but you want to deal with this and be done with it. You know, you want to understand that you need to have coping mechanisms that will prevent you from going to rage. You know, as if you think that you're actually making yourself safer going to rage, uh, no, you're making yourself not safe. You're making everything not safe. So if you want everything around you to go to fight or flight, then go with rage in your life and everybody will be in fight or flight and they will also be traumatized. So you are a trauma bomb. You are a bomb of trauma. If you live in rage, you need to cut it out. You need to deal with it and face yourself. That's what we all owe ourselves and anybody that we love. You know, our life is not about us. Our purpose-driven life is about others. How can it be about others if you live in rage? It never will happen. You know, if you're able, communicate before leaving. Tell your, your partner, your child, your loved one that you need space to process. I'm getting angry. I don't want to say things that I don't want to say. I need to take a break. And do it. And then come back when you're calmer and make sure you hold yourself accountable to come back because you can't just leave people hanging. If you're going to take a time out, you have to call a time back one minute for every year of your life. You know, distracting and suppressing anger may be effective in the immediate. But the only problem is if you leave it there and don't analyze it and don't really discover what the emotions are beneath it, you are going to let the rage come forward the next time and the next time and the next time. And you're always going to be like a match ready to light. You know, your goal isn't to avoid or deny rage. Instead, your goal is to experience physical and emotional release so that you don't have to carry that. You know, when you clean, when you, when you, when you're clean, think about the different ways to describe your emotions, clean your brain, imagine wiping away unhelpful emotions, dusting off emotions that will actually serve you and go to those, you know, uh, you know, add a, a boundary building for yourself, understanding this is what I can do. This is what I can't do. I can't do rage, but what I can do is be calm and listen because the listener 
the listener is in charge of the conversation. If you want control in your life, become a good listener. Become a validator. Become somebody curious. Become somebody who understands. Talk about possibilities with other people. Talk about what life could be. Talk about dreams and hopes. That's so from rage. But if you can go there and be that person, what happens is you can bring that out in everyone else. And who you surround yourself with actually is reflective of who you are. You know, also disarmor yourself with humor and, 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 and actually, you know, make fun of yourself. I'm full of rage. I'm going to act like a crazy person. This is what's going to happen. I just need to cut it out. I need to manage myself. You know, be humble. Humble. Rage is arrogant. Rage is destructive. We have to stop being arrogant and entitled and deserve. No, we need to influence. We need to give compassion. We need to help people understand if they're not communicating properly. I would prefer you said this. I'd prefer you said that. I'd prefer you would, you would have done this, but you didn't. You know, also humor helps us disarm other things in our life. It's especially effective if you're angry, annoyed, and the other person doesn't realize it. You know, you might be in the middle of an argument and uh, you don't randomly tell, you know, somebody a joke in the middle of an argument. But what you might want to do is understand uh, nothing as good as is going to come from what I'm going to say here. So I'm not going to say what I want to say uh, today in this moment. You know, next time you get angry or annoyed with someone you love, pause, take deep breaths, think about why you're angry. And then verbalize it. But please don't accuse. Start using I statements. I am upset. I am feeling this. I believe this is going on. You know, if you don't normally communicate openly, don't suddenly spring on another person. You did this to me. You're not a victim. We are not victims in this life. We make choices. And yes, we can be victims in certain circumstances when we're caught off guard, but we also play a role in being a victim and we have to take accountability for that too. That's something that's missing in our in our life today from people around us. We have this narcissistic tribal society that we all live in, protecting each other's thoughts as if they're right, making group think the most important thing, making equal you know, justice and fairness for all people in all circumstances. That's not life. That's not life, but that's the value systems that we're living in today. So we have to understand that, hey, suddenly mental health is a big deal because people have trouble living in this kind of life where everybody has to be fair. Everybody has to be just. That's crazy. You're never going to find that. We're human. We're flawed. We're selfish. And we have to try to understand that you can beat us all down. All of us can beat each other down for not agreeing with what we believe is right. But the bottom line is you're not going to do anything but make other people sicker if you have to be right. Why don't you be a good listener? That would be a great thing to do. Then you wouldn't have to deal with rage all the time. Then you would be open to other people saying stupid things and reflecting on it. Maybe you'll bring out the better parts in other people if you didn't live with rage. Wouldn't it be nice to know what life would be like without rage? You know, we need rage for survival if we're ever having to run from a bear or something like that. But, you know, the bottom line is we don't need to live in rage. 
all our lives. And that's the sad thing that people will choose to do. And then they take it out on their children, their spouse, their loved ones, their parents. They take it out on anybody. They take it out on their employees. They destroy through rage. We we destroy other people's lives with our rage. You know, it's really important to come to grips with that as a responsible human being. You know, you also want to set boundaries. You know, if you're constantly angry with your family, there's probably a history of boundary violations, or maybe just maybe you've been the one who doesn't respect other people's boundaries. You know, boundary violations are create a lot of rage. You know, anger and resentment because you can't stand up for yourself can create a lot of rage. Setting boundaries, this is what I can do, and this is what I can't do. If it's a no, just say no. And they go, but, 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 no means no. I'm, I'm not going to do that. You know, you have to be very deliberate with boundaries. You can't just sit there and, oh, you know, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do that. No, 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 no. That's a pleaser. Pleasers have no boundaries. Don't do that because you also have rage if you're a pleaser. Even the people that we don't love that we have to work with, we've got to deal with that part of it too. All right, that's our show. I want to thank everybody for listening. I love hearing from you. You can do that at uh, my webpage, voiceamerica.com, the Empowerment Channel, and the Health and Wellness Channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now, remember, if you're a, uh, uh, if you're a patient in if you are a patient in one moment of rage, you will save yourself a hundred days of misery. You know, I I, I also want to thank my middle finger for sticking up for me when I needed it. (laughs) Also remember, if you don't swear when driving, then you're not paying attention to the road at all. Also, we wouldn't have to manage our anger if others managed their stupidity. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you.